0: Escape to summer with Victoria's Secrets just arrived collection of swim and other sun ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the very sexy collection like the made to be seen very sexy push up bra in on trend hues like green, citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secrets classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. And That's What You Really
2: Missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed podcast. I'm Jenna.
2: I'm Kevin. (laughs) And (laughs) um, today's one of those days where we're racking our brains to remember the week of May 11th, 2010, and Glee history, when episode 18 of season one aired, Laryngitis, Because we were trying to remember what we were doing in the real world outside of the show, which was we were about to start our tour. First first tour. Yes. Which was one of those things that you didn't imagine that you would be doing as part of a TV show. But there we were in Phoenix, Arizona, in early summer, and it was hot as hell.
0: Heather's from Scottsdale. Yes. And so we, she kind of knew the territory. I do remember that. It was very hot. But we were in a dark room a lot of the time. Kind of it's like true. the second tour.
2: Yeah. We were in a a theater in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. It felt like I think it was like hundred degrees. And I remember walking outside and the sun blinding our eyes and there was nobody around because of course nobody would be walking the streets in that heat. And it felt right. like it did feel like a ghost town. Like we we had like free rain. It was summer break sort of thing.
0: Summer break. It was very you, exciting.
2: It was my first time in two gay bars.
0: (laughs) I do remember. I went to only went to one of those, I believe.
2: It was fun. I, I remember with Zach Woodley, we were at one and Mm -hmm. we got invited to go upstairs in this like secret room of this place to like try expensive tequila. And I thought it tasted like lighter fluid. So (laughs) I, I didn't have the palate I have now.
0: Is this the club where they announced that you were there?
2: It was the same night, different club where, <laughs> you know, closeted me was in a gay club for the first time. And then they're like, the cast <laughs> of Glee is here. And we ran out of there so quickly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, where's Chris? Get Chris. Because at that point it was me, Chris, Telly, and I think Megan, which mm. was also funny because um, I obviously was not closeted to you guys. Uh, right. By the time we got to L.A., Jane Lynch came up to me after the show and was like, I heard you're a little gay boy, like in a sweet way. And I turned bright red. I was like, oh. and she's like, oh, OK, never mind. Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was like, no, it's fine. I just want other people to know. I don't know what my problem was.
0: That's funny.
2: I recently um, was back in Phoenix oh. and went to a gay bar and I was like, I wonder if this is the same place. And it was didn't, it? It didn't look the same at all, and I was like, "Well, mm, my one memory been. of it is being in this like back bar." I knew like geographically the mm-hmm. opposite of what you would have done, Jenna.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> anything geographically because I don't know geography.
2: And I wandered through this crowd, and I saw the back corner bar. I was like, "Oh my god, this is it!" <laughs> I gave a drag queen tickets to the show. I don't know if she came, but That's it all happened the there. Yeah.
0: Wow, the one gay bar.
2: Yeah, it was really magical. I was happy to find it a billion years later.
0: Mm, Mm Mmm. Very exciting.
2: Do you remember, too, so for this tour, Phoenix was our place where we were working out what the show was going to be because there was still a debate of whether or not we were going to be in character the entire time or were we going to be ourselves. Right. And we had... Skits, there were skits in this tour, and (gasps) the
0: skits in this tour. mm -hmm. And during the
2: first show, there wasn't a consistent like sometimes we refer to each other in our as our real names, sometimes we refer to each other in our character names. I was in the wheelchair the whole time, so I was always Artie,
0: right? And so
2: it was a weird mix of we didn't quite know what we were doing yet, right? right, Trial and error, and there was also the thing of the people behind the scenes who are running the tour, who that's what they normally did. They're like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like one direction where there's people screaming everywhere. And then do you remember nobody cheered? We no. went we went out on stage. No. And yeah. after each number, like people applauded a little bit. And then no. once we finished the show, everyone went crazy. And we realized the demographic of the audience was so far off from what they thought it would be. They thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like teens. And right. it was teens and younger children and through <laughs> their grandparents. It was yes. everybody. And that was so people react differently in different demographics. Right. And then people were reacting like they were watching a theater show. And not necessarily a concert. I don't remember this. It, it was the first night. And every, afterwards, like, did people like it? And we had to have sort of like a meeting to Mm. sort of dissect what was going on. And we realized because we were doing so many skits and in our characters that people thought it was a theater show. So you don't clap in the middle of a theater show, really. Oh. And so we had to then add in bits to like involve the crowd, crowd participation, make them feel like, no, this is a concert. We're not putting on a theater show, even though this is like a (laughs) musical theater type thing.
0: That's funny. What a memory, Kevin, that I don't remember any of that.
2: (laughs) I just remember because I was just like, they hate it. We're not doing well. Why is nobody? I was taking it very personally.
0: Well, it's also, it was like a new format
2: for a TV show to go on tour. And I think like before that High School Musical had gone on tour. Mm -hmm. And that was a heavily skewed demographic in terms of you knew exactly who was showing up. Mm -hmm. It's Disney Channel it's a young right. audience and kids will scream the tweens yeah yes. exactly exactly with us which I, is what they expected i don't think people knew right you know we met people um, when we were out getting recognized and it was grandparents to children so
0: no truly i mean even like people would come to visit and said and on tour like when they come up to us in coffee shops they'd be like my girlfriend really likes the show but i love the show yeah
2: <laughs> it was very uh, much that
0: so the show, um, I mean the this episode um aired on May eleventh, which also was Corey, Corey's birthday. Yep, and my dad's birthday. Aww. And you know my mom's birthday is the same as Leah's birthday.
2: Really? Yeah. And now we know that my mom's birthday is the same as Ryan's birthday.
0: Ryan's birthday.
2: That's and you birthday. and Harry,
0: and my friend Will, and there was one other person.
2: Marco's brother.
0: Marco's brother. There's quite a few people yes. with April 28th. Anyway, it's one of those days. Yes. Um well the tour was a hit, obviously, after we figured it out with yes. your memory.
2: Um It was an experiment.
0: It was Basically, an experiment. And wh- then didn't we also film at Radio City? We filmed at Radio City, and we weren't really sure what it was for, what they were going to do f- with it, but Ryan was like, let's just film it, and we never saw it.
1: We should have
2: asked Ryan if he has it.
0: Oh, we got to text him and let's, ask let's him. Let's ask him, because right.
2: I need to Pull see that out of the
0: archives. Yes. I would love to see that, especially, you know, shot the way it was shot. Do you remember, like, the steady cam was following Leah down the aisles for Don't Run in My Parade, and, like, the oh whole thing. Gosh. I remember, oh, yeah.
2: too... Uh, uh, at Radio City, all of the Fox executives and Ryan and everybody came, and that's when they sort of fessed up to it being like a pilot program. They're like, basically, we're doing this, like, we're not going to make any money this time, because as much as it's costing to put on this tour, we're not putting you on the road long enough to actually recoup all of that money. But if this is successful, then next season, we'll do a bigger tour. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? And it... We broke, I think, at the time the merch sales record at Radio City, right? right. And they're like it worked, it's successful. Mm-hmm. So next season, get ready. Surprise! Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, what else was going on? Number one song, "Nothing on You," yeah, Bob featuring Bruno Mars.
2: That's right, classic. Um,
0: the movie Iron Man Two. Uh, released on May 7th with our friend Gwyneth Paltrow. Our future friend. Our future friend. Yeah. And then on this day in 2009, um, the Glee cast attended their season one premiere screening event. Oh, yeah. At Santa Monica High School in Santa Monica.
2: How far we had come in a year, right? Right. I mean, it was right when the show premiered, like after American Idol in 2009. We did that high school thing. And it is weird to think within a year, then we were selling out Radio City.
0: Yeah. Nobody could have told uh, the cast of Glee at that amphitheater that we would be on a tour selling out Radio City, one like my home. Um, Absolutely not. And and yes, we can talk more about the tour another time. Let us know, you guys, if you want to hear more about tour number one. And also we'll ask Ryan
2: about (laughs) seeing it. That tour got... that tour was fun.
0: That tour was fun. We went out the night after Radio City to that restaurant that they rented out for us and we got buck wild. Yeah. Dancing on the I think you talked about this in the previous episode. Dancing yeah. on the tables. Um I was also able to like order sushi from my favorite place because which is now closed RIP Kodama because <laughs> I was home. I was like, wow, yeah. this is my this is my hood.
2: It was a very good time. We, it's very exciting. We got to go on a private jet. For the, we'll talk about that next week.
0: Okay. So, yeah. this
2: episode, Laryngitis, was <laughs> special for a number of reasons. <laughs> so, if you hadn't noticed up to this point, during the back nine so far, Naya is progressively singing more and more and more. Thank you. And God. it's, yes, thank God. And it seems like the creative team. Starting to recognize how damn good she was at everything. Yep. Which leads us to the boy is mine this episode, and this also Just goes so to happy. with our interview with Ryan where he was talking about how it was so special that we got to spend so much time in between set uh, scenes where he got to mm-hmm. know us because this episode is exactly uh, okay. a product of that. The boy is mine, and the climb. The climb um, there was also a lot of us getting to bond with Alfonso Gomez-Rejon.
0: who is will be one of our resident directors. Yes. Who is amazing. Did a great job. Very artistic, though. So mm-hmm. sometimes there are some directors that would take really quick, like Eric Stoltz. Two takes, done. Oh. There are some directors that somewhere in, in the middle and Alfonso Really, I got these, like, very special shots, and he was very specific, and so sometimes we would do it a lot.
2: And you <laughs> know what? We weren't used to that, but it looked beautiful. No, we beautiful. were like,
0: who is this? But they looked, his episodes, like, we'll get to grilled cheeses. Oh, oh yeah. goodness gracious.
2: And if you watch American Horror Story, he... Became a central figure on that show with all of those, like crazy from the ceiling to the floor, like mm-hmm. spinning around type shots. That's all that's
0: Alfonso. We call him Fonzie. Fonzie, yeah. We call him Fonzie, so if we refer to him as Fonzie, oh. um, that's why, and he that's We became who we're like
2: about. quite good friends with him too. Yeah, I just he was like around and <laughs> poor guy. I remember him, like, I'd see him driving around LA and we'd just be like, Fonzie.
0: And and he's a quiet
2: guy. And we were the opposite. And I think. And you
0: had a good impression of him, Kevin.
2: He's the only impression I can do. (laughs) It's niche and it only works for a certain group of people, but he is the only impression I can do. (laughs) And a little Ryan. All right.
0: And yeah, definitely a little Ryan. And so this was technically written by Ryan, but we know it's the Holy Trinity Um, Brad, Ryan, and Ian. And we have guest stars Michael Malley, who feels like regular, Um, Zach Weinstein. Very special guest star, Um Eve Gordon as Miss Frethold, as Zach's mom or Sean's mom, and um Ashley Fink is in this episode. <sighs> what, she's
2: in everything.
0: She was and in this a lot. Is very funny
2: in this episode. Yeah, she is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get we get Fink. We get a lot more Fink soon.
2: And unfortunately, there's no Jesseline or Jema, which is sad. You know, we need them.
0: Tell us about the music, Kevin. Tell me about the music.
2: Um, We have some gigantic songs. We have Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. We have Lady as a Tramp by the cast of Babes in Arms. I don't know what Babes in Arms is, Jenna. It's a show. Well, I thought this was like a Frank Sinatra song.
0: You know, they made it like a Frank Sinatra song, so I would have believed somebody covered it, but it's a Broadway song.
2: Wow, I had no idea. (laughs) All right. Um, The Boy is Mine by Brandy and Monica, the song of our time. Rose's Turn by the cast of (laughs) Gypsy, and One by U2. Specifically, it is the new version of One that features Mary J. Blige. Mm, It is. I
0: wouldn't have known that. It's the cover
2: because I was obsessed with that cover, and I was a little (laughs) sad I didn't get to sing on this one. Oh,
0: no. But I was
2: really happy they used the cover because I remember Bono also said he preferred that version because he hates how he sounds on the original version.
0: Oh, wow. little tidbit.
2: Jenna, the weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees.
0: Yes, it is. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more.
2: And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands.
0: By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us.
2: And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. We love that.
0: I just got the silk skirt and then I also got the um, 100% organic cotton striped sweater. It's great quality for that price. I literally shop here. All the time now because it is just undeniable.
2: Get warmer than ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's
0: Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash really.
3: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Break this episode down for us, Jenna.
0: Let's do it. So, a sore throat affects Rachel's singing voice, and she goes into panic mode. She has one of my favorite quotes of the series in this episode. Um, meanwhile, Kurt tries to change his persona to impress his father, get his dad's attention. And Puck tries to regain his social status by dating Mercedes after <gasps> he shaves the mohawk. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he was so sick of that mohawk.
2: Yeah, he was. Um, It was a lot to maintain.
0: It was a lot. And it just made him so distinguishable out in the world. That's right.
2: (laughs) There was no hiding.
0: Should we get into the episode? Let's get into it. And talk about some some memories here? So,
2: Puck shows up at school and his mohawk is gone. (gasps) You know, hell's frozen Mm. over. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we realize that the mohawk gave him his popularity. That gave him his power. And now that it was gone gone was his power and people being scared of him and he's noticing that mercedes is now a cheerio she's totally upped her social status and thinks well maybe i need to go after her because she can make me popular after (laughs) he gets thrown in the dumpster and he has this you know aha moment Mm, mm. um fun fact i don't know if you noticed this but there's a on the waste management sign on the trash bin that he gets thrown into it's spelled incorrectly it's missing oh, it the, is? Yeah, I wonder if they had to do that for like legal reasons, I don't know, but it it's is missing that, an Is e there like in a management. waste management
0: like trademarked or something? Yeah,
2: I don't know. That seems pretty general. That's funny. Yeah.
0: Or somebody just doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um so Puck tries to go after Mercedes saying all kinds of offensive inappropriate things. Inappropriate things. Um calling mm-hmm. her the black girl several times.
0: <laughs> i'm like that emoji with the teeth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I,
2: I, I he was very funny this episode like he, he does. he doesn't get to do a lot of silly comedy i think and it was
0: and he was a funny kid yeah, like he it, really it did make us laugh a lot um and then and then because of puck And Mercedes actually Mercedes actually being wooed by Puck, even though she really kind of knows exactly what this is. It takes us to the Santana and Mercedes singing the song of the century. The boy is mine because
2: Quinn has given her a heads up because Quinn's like, I'm not worried about uh, Puck breaking your heart. I'm worried about the ramifications (laughs) of Santana (laughs) of you going after Santana's man. Like, good luck. And then. After the assignment when he does Ladies a Tramp with Mercedes,
1: mm. Santana
2: is like, no, no. This will not stand. <laughs> we're not having this.
0: So, you want to talk about Boya's Mind?
2: Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also where tour comes in handy. You need to go watch some bootlegs because um, somehow when we were sitting around, we'd have our chairs in a our director's chairs, cast chairs in a circle in the middle of the soundstage while they're setting up shots. And Naya starts doing this Monica impression, which involves a lot of neck movement and head bobbing and hair moving. And she she did this incredible, incredible spot on Monica impression. And Ryan comes up, because this was happening probably during Madonna. Yeah. Right. When Ryan was around, he's like, "What do you?" He would show up out of nowhere, <laughs> like just appear, like a phantom, and be like, "What are you all laughing at?" What are you and doing? so we're like, "Naya, do the thing, please show him." And he was dying laughing. And then what do you know? In the Boy, next episode or two episodes, there it is.
0: I and will say, Amber also sounds phenomenal. Oh my
2: god, it's it's <laughs> a, it's literally my dream. <laughs> it, I couldn't believe, it felt like a coup. Like we had tricked Ryan into doing the thing we wanted to do.
0: I mean, sometimes we we definitely tried yes. <laughs> We're like, Ryan, listen to this.
2: <laughs> and it worked. You just had to make him think it was his idea. Mm. You know? And then he's like, let's do this thing I came up with. <laughs> we're like, great.
0: <laughs>
2: and so I remember Naya, she went to record it. And then afterwards she was like, well, I tried to do the full Monica impression, but Adam wouldn't let me. (laughs) She threw it in there for sure. She definitely got it in. If you notice, it's sort of like how she pronounces some of the vowels and the vibrato on some of the words. My do do the things you do. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a shot, if you go watch the number, where she's at the piano and her and Amber started the piano and Amber walks to perform to the kids. And when she leaves the piano, yes. It's her last shot at the piano. She puts her hand up and she does this neck thing. thing. And that was part of the original impression that she did for us. And she (laughs) snuck it in there and it got in there. Her ability to put in inside jokes constantly and keep a straight face was unmatched.
0: Unmatched. It's so good. And it's so funny. So good.
2: And I discovered um, when I was sort of like, Looking, you know, this episode up, I found her doing this on that first tour and she does full Monica impression.
0: Yeah, she if does. If you go watch some
2: recordings on YouTube, it is full Monica. And then yes. a a b it with the recorded version and you'll see what we're talking
0: about. <laughs> then that is the boy is mine. I mean, yes. there's not much else to say other than the fact that it's brilliant and we couldn't. We literally couldn't be happier that it was no. in the episode, and we were Giddy. like probably jumping up and down when we saw it in the script. Yeah. Um. So Mercedes quits the Cheerios. That's the end of it. Goodbye. And Sue says nobody quits the Cheerios. You either die or I kick you off. <laughs> but at some point, Mercedes, the the jig is up, right? Like she's got to go back to a Glee club. Um. Uh, okay. Wait, can, so
2: can we? I just. Puck, at some point during this, him trying to woo her, says Blacks and Jews have a history of sticking up for each other. And Wikipedia says that King Martin Luther loved the Jews.
0: I cannot. I mean, I have a cringe line for later, but he just... It was (laughs) like he joins a black church.
2: It was sort of like the same thing he did to get Rachel. It's always like... I'm gonna leave yeah. with my Jewishness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it is funny. Um, but it's also very wildly inappropriate. <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
2: So this leads us to our inside joke number two. Okay. Which was also a thing we showed Ryan.
0: Well, it- yeah, this was okay. This is amazing. <laughs> Leah. <laughs> Leah um, had this thing where she bad sings, and because she has such a phenomenal voice, the juxtaposition of her bad singing is so good. It's it's cringing. It's off key. It is piercing, and it's so freaking funny. And she would do it all the time. We'd ask her to do it all the time on set in between takes, and. um When she's up in the choir room, kind of like when she did the climb, like standing there, she would do it with a song. And she had the ability to like just get just off key enough that Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, God. And we made her do it for Ryan and he was laughing. And so that is the name of our episode.
2: Because (laughs) she would. The face she performs the climb with is the face (laughs) she always does her bad singing with where she's like she's not aware, but she knows something is up. You know, like something's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were all I remember her doing the climb and because it wasn't um she did it live, so she wasn't singing to pre-record because it obviously wasn't a recorded recordable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an earwig in and you can see it. Um oh, if really? you go back and see it in her right ear when she looks at Mr. Shoe. Um she has the earwig in so she can keep time and hear the uh, the track. But she's singing and there's no music. So imagine us in the choir room with silence, with her singing the climb. And this is the first time Fonzie also was directing and didn't really oh. know us, and we are all trying to keep it together. Yeah. But it was so hard. I'm crying thinking about it. There was there's um, a
2: shot of me right before she starts singing, and I'm all so I. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm already laughing. It's it, hard. It's really quick. I'm I'm doing my frowny face to keep from right. smiling and I'm turning right. away from her before she's even started. <laughs> and I, I got caught on camera doing it because no. I know what's coming.
0: I also remember her being like, guys, you gotta stop laughing because yeah. I gotta get this done because she we were making her laugh. Um but the only way for us to not laugh was to make confused faces, mm-hmm. which were worked. It worked for the the scene.
2: Harry's face was but, phenomenal in this.
0: My gosh. That was it's so funny. I was laughing. It makes me wanna cry. Um, it's so funny. Nothing so, I think
2: ever in my life has made me laugh harder than when she would do those impressions or that singing that voice. Singing. I I used to tell her like, when I have a bad day, I'm going to call you. And I think I did once. And I was like, just give it to me. I'm going to call you in like ten seconds. I need you to back any song. She picked up the phone and just started singing terribly, and I was crying. It's so never funny. got old. Never got old.
0: All right. So so in the storyline, Rachel gets laryngitis, and she she realizes as um, we're warming up and things that which is a very cute montage as well, that people aren't pulling their way, They've stopped singing. Um, so she gets, she bribes Ices with candy to bug the choir room. Um, and all of her suspicions are confirmed. And Finn's definitely not singing because obviously Jesse's getting all of the solos and everybody Everybody's else got their is excuse. just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Jesse and Corey, for some reason, or Finn, sorry, Finn goes with Rachel to the doctor's appointment. And um, I thought that was very his performance was very funny. The doctor's appointments are very funny in the show. Yes. Um, he's like, You're never gonna sing again. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but then we get into one of our most iconic songs, which Ryan Murphy confirmed in his last interview that Jesse St. James was named, so that Corey, um, or Finn, rather, sorry, I keep calling Corey a That thing. Finn could sing this number and this number is just when i think of Corey, this is the it's, number
2: yeah it's the one of this is finn like this is finn. this is his this is his don't run in my parade that's right, right? like this is that's his right. thing yeah. he did
0: it on the tour it was yeah. so cute every every night we would dance backstage to it and oh. under under the stage oh really
2: jenna how would you dance to the song
0: all right. Well, the girls had a changing room under the stage, mm-hmm. a quick change room where we would change our costumes real fast. And somehow along the way, we it turned into like us pole dancing and stripper stripping as we were undressing, yeah. stripping. Stripping. Um, stripping it's a verb. as we were undressing and changing into our next. And we had like a little bit of a long stretch in this mm-hmm. one. And so Kevin heard about it and he came in and he would see us literally in our fish nets with our thongs, like <laughs> fully with our legs in the air, dance. It was
2: full striptease. It was <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it was great.
0: Wait, was this the tour that I peed in the bucket?
2: <laughs> did this you was peed the tour. Second tour. That I
0: peed in the bucket?
2: No. You stripteased second tour.
0: No. When did you pee? First tour. No,
2: because there wasn't. We didn't have that stage to go underneath. Strip. Jesse's girl was second tour.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, never mind. I take it back, but you'll have to wait now to hear about The Pee in the Bucket if you haven't heard about it yet.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, okay.
2: So, um, Finn does Jesse's Girl.
0: Jesse's Girl, which it becomes an iconic number, but then Rachel ends up losing her her mind and she finds she loses her will to live (laughs) um she is just she has no purpose anymore they're told she she's told she has to have surgery which is a very scary thing and as a singer it is a scary thing if you have to have anything done to your voice and your throat um so finn decides to take uh rachel to um see his friend fredder and he doesn't preempt any kind of information with rachel so when they go to see him um he's in she sees a photo of him and he's in his football uniform and everything but they go to visit and they learn that the wonderful zach Weinstein, who is an incredible actor um who is actually a paralyzed actor from the waist down um he does a beautiful job um of playing mm-hmm. Sean Fredhold who um in the show in Glee, also had an accident uh, a football accident and um was also paralyzed and i remember we, Leah telling coming back after shooting these scenes cuz we didn't meet um no i didn't meet Zach.
2: not until tour he came to right. see our show in la
0: exactly i didn't meet him until, until after and um remember Leah being so moved By working with him and, um, just crying—you can see in her scenes the whole time she's just
2: crying. Yeah, that's real.
0: Yeah, it's definitely real, um, and it's beautiful. I mean, they really do a beautiful job with it. And this—this is the beginning of like Fonzie handling these like very, um, heavy scenes and kind of like the the more dramatic stuff of of Glee, like, um, so beautifully, Mm -hmm. really so beautifully. Yeah. Um, a great storyteller, and they get
2: to sing together at the end, which is. Oof. Broke me.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Just crying. <laughs> just crying. Um and I thought it was interesting. There's an NPR um article that uh they did on Zach that came out the day that this episode came out. And he didn't say anything bad about, you know, you being in the wheelchair or anything like that. He just asked for equal opportunity for there to yeah. be um opportunities for you know, paralyzed actors to, to work and not just in paralyzed roles, you know, like he can do more than that. It's like not being pigeonholed into just yes. this one thing, which I think is so beautiful.
2: And it was um, also important um, to have him on. I think that was sort of like a, we're yes. paying attention. We're listening. Yeah. Like yeah. we're learning.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And the uh, when they sing, so Rachel offers him, Um, obviously, wait, so let's go back. So Rachel's in the the hallway, and she's eating cereal, and she's in her pajamas. She looks unkempt, and Finn's like, what is going on? And she's like, I can't get out of bed. I'm miserable. I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. (laughs) I don't know why it just tickles me so much. Oh, it's so good. So good! It's so funny to see. I I like seeing Rachel kind of off her game. Yes, it, it's fun to see.
2: Um, also, she's so dramatic about everything. So it's like,
0: <laughs> right? Of course, if she she, would she has do this.
2: tonsillitis. Like she's gonna be fine. <laughs> like get it together.
0: Um, and that's kind of what. Um, uh, spearhead this thing, this idea for Finn to be like, get your shit together and yeah. realize that you don't have it that bad.
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about perspective, Rachel. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then Rachel obviously knows, and she gets her voice back, and she offers Zach to have um or Sean to get voice lessons, and they sing one together. And we break into one. Did you like doing one, Kevin?
2: I did. I I, I just remember, weren't we? Saying that we were dressed like a gap ad, <laughs> we were all in denim,
0: white converse, yes, denim shirts. Yes, I feel like that yes. was a
2: Zach Woodley. This is our gap ad moment. <laughs> um, we do
0: these a lot too with Fonzie because we do, um, uh, what if God was one of us, one of us and we're all in white? Oh remember,
2: no. poor, poor Alfonso, you guys. Alfonso, play, fix you. Did he do fix you too? Oh, god, yeah. We tortured this poor man. I don't know why it was always him. Probably because he was the sweetest. He would never get mad. And we (laughs) abused him. We did. Because uh, these serious, serious numbers, we could not control ourselves. We Uh. would lose it. (laughs) And the more serious it was, the more we started laughing. It was like, you know, people who get laugh attacks at funerals. That's how we (laughs) behaved.
0: Well, Fixie was the worst, and we'll get there. Fixie Fixie was really
2: the worst. That was embarrassing.
0: Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com.
3: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So, Um. the other thing that's happening in this episode is Kurt. Kurt, because the assignment for the week was everybody to find their voice because Rachel has lost hers. Or people aren't singing. And so you need to pick a song that really represents who you are, which is why we get all these great solos. Kurt, on the other hand, is really threatened with what's going on with Bert and Finn. And Finn's getting treated to all these like <laughs> sports ball games. Um, he's you know, he's going to football games. Um and Kurt's like, Okay, I need to get it together. He missed hero's practice because you're so upset. And Sue confronts him, and Sue's like, I, "How do you know you're gay? Have you kissed a boy? Have you kissed a girl? Like your generation?" She says, "See, that's the problem with the generation. You're obsessed with labels. So you like show tunes doesn't mean you're gay. It means you're awful." <laughs> <laughs> Which is accurate. Very funny. Um, <laughs> no, <and laughs> not accurate. Obviously, it's, it's for the joke, Jenna. And Bye. and so he's like, you know what? Sure, I'm going to try this thing. And all of a sudden goes on <laughs> this John Mellencamp trip where he starts dressing in flannel and Bert is like, what's happening? Okay, sweet, we'll Bert. go with it. And <laughs> sings Ain't That America after... Really I feel like great... that was also a Brad Falchuk moment. Yeah. like
0: right had to write all of this. But the scene where he's making out with Brittany and purposefully puts the thing on to not come down and Bert comes down and wants him to see. Yeah. And Bert says, Michael Malley, the brilliant actor he is, says, Either we, when you decide, you yeah. let me know. And it, yeah. it is always so poignant. Yeah. And, and it really is so impactful. And every time it gets me.
2: And also it's the, the show constantly is going sort of like high-low. Where you have like the comedy of them making out. And him being like, what do boys' lips taste like? You smell like this. Then she's, made, you know, boys really like my armpits. And then Bert comes down and has that really touching, grounded scene. Right. And it, the show is constantly swinging back and forth between this within a scene yeah and that is I think Glee. very impressive yeah um so he's over that he realizes this isn't probably working for me gets upset um Finn and Bert are st- still have a great relationship and Bert's like look this is why I'm doing this you know like he's opening up to me when we have these one-on-ones and like he deserves this it's okay and then Kurt bursts into Rose's turn and has I have pictures of this, of his name and lights. It was this really phenomenal performance. Chris just like played. I mean, he was nominated for an Emmy for this episode. I
0: believe that. I believe that.
2: And he didn't win, unfortunately. Whatever. Whatever. But his performance. Does win a golden globe later. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Next year's his year. Um, and it was just like a really phenomenal thing and Bert's there to see him and it's sort of like you don't need to try to change who you are to like make me love you type thing.
0: Do you remember Chris getting the the song Rose's Turn? I know he wanted this song so bad and I know he had been pitching this song so hard.
2: Really? I did not know this. Oh my gosh. I mean, Chris. Do you think I knew this song? I didn't yeah, know the no, song you was. didn't. But... <laughs>
0: But Patti Lapone did. I mean, there's a million people yeah. who've done it, and it's so iconic, and it was so brilliant. And the fact that he got a sign, kind mm-hmm. of like Roxy Hart in yeah. um in in Chicago, I and was they got like, to
2: change the lyrics.
0: They did. The song. Yeah. I was just blown away, and I was so happy for him. He was so excited to do it. I remember going that day to see it, to watch him. Yeah. Do it Same. because, gosh, what an Never iconic. Never sounded better. Never sounded better. What a great number! What yeah. a great number!
2: Also, if you haven't seen Billy Porter doing this <laughs> in the commercial break of the Tonys a couple years ago, um, YouTube that. <laughs> it is pretty brilliant. That's
0: right. Literally, just like off the cuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is unbelievable. Um, that's the episode, and that's that's the episode, you guys.
0: Laying I mean,
2: Yeah, that was it. That's it. Nice. Lots of memories. I, You know, with now knowing that Chris really wanted this song, this episode really hit, hit it. <laughs> was, you know, I think them listening and giving everybody what they wanted. Truly. Which was great. So nice. We had a great time. We did. This was a and fun episode. Built storylines around these songs, which is Bless. so fun.
0: Blast. Okay.
2: Tardy takes.
0: Tardy takes. Tardy takes. Party oh, takes start takes cringe okay. moments i I think right off the bat, Puck just referring to Mercedes black Girl as black girl, not once but twice, but maybe three times was not my fave,
2: ah uh, specifically, for me, I think it was the um girl, you got more curves than a Nissan ad. <laughs> and the way he says it, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to let that sit there. Okay. Uh, worst dance move?
0: <laughs> okay. I pick the best dance move. Great. And I'm going with the Nia Head Bob for Monica.
2: Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the one.
0: Best song, Kevin.
2: I mean. I know. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I will go with The Boy Is Mine.
0: I'll go with Jesse's
2: Girl. We'll okay. call it even. Great. Okay, great. great. I love that for us. It's a tie yeah performance by a prop um kurt and lights on the stage I yeah mean, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's yeah, nothing yeah. better <laughs> that's good
0: and the best line
2: what do you got what do you love
0: i'm like tinkerbell Finn. i need applause to live
2: <laughs> so good i think mine is the uh so you like show tunes it doesn't mean you're gay it just means you're awful <laughs> you're... <laughs> And there's also another moment in that scene too, where she's like, "I checked out of this conversation a minute ago. And I got to remember remind myself to not stop and talk to students.
0: <laughs> Even when uh, she's not really in a, an episode, she's in an episode. <laughs> nuggets.
2: She shows up, says the greatest shit ever heard, and gets and the hell out, leaves, and the check clears. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, are you ready? For the shit we found on TikTok.
0: Are you ready? I'm ready.
2: Okay. There is this TikTok called Glee is my therapy. Okay. And they rank the songs and their opinion of every single episode.
0: Oh, that's So if you go to
2: their TikTok, yeah, it's actually pretty great. So for laryngitis, for example, they, okay, they ranked the climb at number seven. Okay. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they don't know the story. You know, they
0: don't
2: know the story. That's right. And then, um, pink houses. Well, made in America. Okay. Uh, ladies a tramp. Okay. One. Okay. Rose's turn. Jesse's girl. <gasps> and the boy is mine. All right, they
0: got some of those right. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They got the top three correct. That's awesome. Oh, um, fine. But go to their go to their TikTok. It's pretty great.
0: Okay. And
2: I'm like, I'm going to go through here and see what they say about all of us.
0: Yeah, please send. All right.
2: I will send. Yeah. So go check them out. Thank you for tagging us in these things. And thanks to all the TikTok accounts that are, I guess, dedicated to Glee things still mind-blowing.
0: And that is laryngitis. We have a very exciting episode next week, Kevin.
2: That's right. More of us, Jenna. It's like Wheels Part 2.
0: And more of us us, but more of you dancing.
2: That's right. This is
0: huge. This is huge. This is huge. This is huge. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, I can't can't wait. wait. I'm excited to watch it.
0: I almost watched it last night. (laughs) Same. (laughs) All right. well, thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, That's what you really missed.
2: (gasps) I took your line, Kevin. And that's what you really missed. It's in caps, Jenna. (laughs) Um, See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and follow us on Instagram at And That's What You Really Miss Pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Bean
3: Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet